Welcome to the family on the Tom Bernard Podcast with Hackmaster Ralph Dwayne Basham, MD. Alex Bernard Rasmussen. And Andy Bernard. Tom Bernard here. Catherine, we don't know where the hell Catherine is. No, we don't. <clears throat> Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know, And that's exactly my question is you have to understand who has the best your best interest in mind correct well you want to know what your rights are you know whether or not you decide you're going to hire us or not that's a choice it's a free consultation and you want to understand what your all your rights are and what coverages you have and plus the fact i hang out with you so you got to be a good guy (laughs) if i'm hanging out with you Uh, maybe (laughs) (laughs) okay ladies and gentlemen michael bryant bradshaw and bryant tommy do you guys read a lot of poetry on the queue you mean like, there once was a man from Nantucket? No, more like T.S. Eliot. April is the cruelest month, breeding lilacs out of the dead land, mixing memory and desire, stirring dull roots with spring rain. At... Dougie, what's wrong? You a little sad? No, other than the weather, nothing's wrong. In fact, in the Walzer world, Coon Rapids and Burnsville finished number one and two in the state of Minnesota. J.Lo finally beat Dan Resch. Well, that's pretty cool. Is it okay if I take all the credit? Well, I'd expect nothing less. Actually, we've got great inventory of some great vehicles, and these short-term leases are perfect for people who can't get the brands that they want. You told me about those. You can drive a new Nissan for as little as 18 months, and by then the chips will be aplenty. That's it exactly. We hope by then you'll be a Walzer Nissan convert. For great deals from the Minnesota sales, leaders go to Burnsville or Coon Rapids Nissan. But I did hear them moving around this morning again at 3 o'clock in the morning, so uh, I don't know what the hell that's all about. I, just, I don't get it. I don't know what's happening up what's there. What's moving around? Jude has been waking up in the middle oh. of the night every night. <laughs> For the last, like, four nights in a row, he's been getting up at 2, 3 o'clock in the morning and making noise. So. He's, sick. he's been sick. <clears throat> but from what? I don't During know. the day, he feels he's just fine. Up. I don't know. He, this happened to Kazzy after certain, he got certain vaccination. Mm-hmm. The rabies one. Kazzy was like sick for two weeks afterwards every time he got a rabies yeah, vaccine. Yeah, was sensitive. And Jude got three last week, and so maybe now he's getting older, he's having a harder oh, time with them yeah. or something. Well, I don't probably, know, because it's been ever since he got those. <laughs> it seems like he has been ill every day. And he has a sensitive yeah. stomach regard. Like oh, he does. Anyway. He always has. Yeah, He's a sensitive right. little guy. So I don't you know. You are correct. He's sort of an urban child. You know, why, why are they still getting rabies in immunization? That's a great They're question. They're required. He lives, yeah. Like to you, fly, I think, you need them. To fly, you need them. And to go to a dog park, you need them. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? <laughs> dog poo checking the rabies thing at the dog park. There, you are supposed to carry your dog's vaccination records with you at when you take your dog to a dog park. Which also, you just shouldn't bring your dog to a dog park. Never? Ever. Dog parks are horrific. Oh, they're god awful. And also, it's not... And they're they're dogs. You're putting a pack of dogs together and expecting everybody to just get along. Yeah, that is true. No. No way. It's not happening? No, I'm anti-dog park. (laughs) What are you going to (laughs) do? 
<laughs> what are you going to do? It's fun. I, uh, I was just listening to, uh, to the radio when I was, I was running some errands, listening to the radio. And I learned <clears throat> uh, that Loretta Lean has died. Loretta Lean, of course, the country western singer. Sure. Loretta Lean, who's uh, one of her biggest loves, was the Appalachian Mountains. Appalachian. So Loretta Lynn has become Loretta Lean, and the Appalachians have become the Appalachians. Wow. Again, does anyone ever check their work or pre-read anything anymore? Nope. Please don't, do they? Nope. Oh, you mean you're like reading a news article that misspelled things? No, no, no. I heard it on the radio. Oh, okay. okay. So I thought you were saying that she pronounced it Appalachian. No, she died. Okay. <clears throat> well, I don't know anything about her. So, well, uh, well, people that move here, they always uh, say Orono. They say Orono, Delano. Yeah. Orono. So they don't. So they. So they don't know that if they're not from the East Coast, it's, it's the Appalachian. Well, what Appalachian is like? You know, I've never even been on the East Coast. I don't think, aside, unless you count Florida. Well, and again, Appalachian, I could understand, but not Appalachian. Yeah, I mean, but everyone knows <clears throat> yeah. Appalachian. It's like a pretty. Famous word. Well, plus L Y N N is not Loretta Lean. No. Loretta Lean. She died. She was 90 years old. I did not oh, know that Loretta Lean was Nice old. run. I think Loretta Lean was her rap name. <coughs> yeah, it was her rap name. That's exactly right. There we go. No question <laughs> her about it. Her drag name. <laughs> well, you um, know what Lean is? What? It's like uh, codeine and cough syrup or something like that. Never heard of that. Is that a drink? It's a thing that rappers drink to get high. Oh, of course oh, they purple do. Drink. The Let's purple see. drink. Oh, I know that's what purple, purple drink, drink is. Okay. That's the same thing. It was a Codeine, cough syrup, and soda. Mm, I have a question tasty. for you about that. Why is it that when people say things like purple drink that we continue it on because you sound like a moron when you say that? Why do we Anyone do that? Anyone who unironically says purple drink gets made fun of. Good. That Glad was to like, hear it. it was cool for about 15 minutes, and then people realized Good. how dumb it is. That's why they call Lean now. I just did a class today to T Pain music, and one of his most famous songs is Buy You a Drink. Buy You a Drink. I got money in the bank. Exactly. I got money he in knows. the bank. Oh, so he had to come I'll up with a word that rhymed with bank. Yep. So that was the argument. He, he had to make up a word that rhymed with bank. Couldn't very well say I got money in the bank now, could he? But sank or <laughs> thank or. Mm-hmm. He, also <laughs> met, he also rhymes. Mansion with Wisconsin. Oh God! All right, you'll see this. I'll put you in a mansion somewhere in Wisconsin. <laughs> he actually says Wisconsin. That's like something you would expect, like a six-year-old to write. Yes, that's true. It's like, well, I don't know yeah. any rhymes for mansion, so I'm just it's going to make it the rhyme. best though. But T Pain showed up in the class. This oh, is a Peloton class, and good. he seems like funny. He seems like a funny guy. Maybe he's doing it ironically. No, yeah. Doc, I made a mistake yesterday, but I learned from a very intelligent person uh, how to correct my mistake. Because we were talking about television and all these things that, that go on now. Radios in that, uh, newspapers are in that, all the rest of it. <clears throat> I don't know why I'm so backed up here. For clap. You probably have the cold. Yeah. God, I hope Everyone not. has gotten this cold. I hope I'm not getting not the cold. Me. That wouldn't be good. But um, I was talking to some people, and I said, well, you know, it's just a matter of fact that 70% of people are not very smart, which is a fact. Always has been. Just 70% of people on the planet are not very smart, and that's just a fact. Yeah. And he said, well, that's not true. And I said, "Yes, it is." And he goes, "No, it's actually eighty <laughs> percent." Well, you, you look, you go back, go back, and in, in, when you were in uh, primary school, look at the, look at the, the, you're in the class. I know. 
you you look at the class and and it's just if you if you've completed your homework and you've done some reading there's 80 percent of the class there you're just sitting there just like with your eyes rolled back trying to have these things explained yeah. and told and explained, yeah. taught to yeah. the other group and there's always a group there's and there's always a bunch of there's a bunch of kids in my class and i said well yeah, i guess you're gonna be bricklayers and yeah, that, you're that, right. Exactly. Which is which is fine. It's a wonderful thing. It's a wonderful job. But that you know, it just it, it doesn't require a certain uh, level of, of studying mm -hmm. and reading that may not stimulate them. And so you have, you're going to have a great job. And in France, you know, they they split you out real soon. You take that you take that entrance exam somewhere along the line in your in your like primary equivalent of primary schooling or college, and they take and they you determine what track you're taking. Yeah. You're going to take a professional track. You're going to take a trades track. You're going to whatever track you're taking, they, they they split you out, and then you just keep going from there with your aptitude test, and they just funnel you right into where you're going to go. Because yeah, you, you yeah. Know. Well, the thing about IQ is that it's so evenly distributed right around the 100 mark yes. that it doesn't really require much deviation to become Sorry. exceptional. I guess you could say. So you said 70% of people are dumb. What yep. IQ would you guess that you'd have to have to be smarter than 70% of all humans? 94. Well, okay, I don't think you know how <laughs> IQ works, so never mind. I'd say 110. 100 is 50%. Yeah, 50. So. That, and it always will be. That's like what 100. What do you mean? Oh, that's like 100 is 50% of the population? Yeah. Yes, 100 is always defined as 50%. Okay, so it'd have to be a buck 16. Uh, no, it's 108. 108. So eight, that's it? eight IQ points, and you're already smarter than 70% of people. That will see. That's another five, 80 percent. Oh, there so it is. it's a short. It's a small yes. margin. At 120 IQ, you're smarter than 90 percent of all people. <laughs> I have no idea. It's what only my 20 IQ, IQ points. Oh, you don't really? I, I don't no either. clue what my IQ is. You I don't? don't. That's because it's secret. It you is. might be able to know. That's well, they told me mine. Thing. Why did they do that? When do they tell? When do they figure this out? They used to do IQ tests all the time. They used yeah, but to. They don't oh, they don't do those anymore. No. I know what my Myers Briggs personality type is, but I don't know. I got a ninety-nine percent on the ASVAB. I could have been the smartest soldier ever. You could have. Oh, yeah, you probably didn't even have to take the ASVAB. I did not. I didn't know that they, they stopped doing the IQ test because they're saying now that the IQ doesn't mean anything anymore. Well, yeah, that makes people feel bad. Yeah, because it makes people feel bad, so it doesn't mean anything anymore, mm -hmm. which is absolute BS. It I does know, mean something. I know I got mine tested when I was, like, 10, but yeah. I, I don't know what the results were. I, say, I remember taking an IQ test irrelevant. at some point, but it was so <clears throat> long ago that that can't be accurate Are you sure they still don't do it? Yeah, no. I, I, I only got mine done because it was part of like a behavioral analysis thing because I was a troubled child. I know what mine is, but it's not as high as Marion Vossavant. You know her? Or Marilyn, Marilyn Vossavant. Yeah. That's the smartest good. person on earth. Wow. What's, what's her? What does she turn Her IQ, I believe, is like 229. That's pretty high. Anything over 150, I would argue, is probably not measurable. Her, You're probably right. I'm yeah, sorry. That's probably true. What is her name? Marilyn Voss Savant. She has some... Her last name is Savant. Yes. That's she what she... Savant syndrome comes from, <laughs> is her name, I think. It's her name, yeah. I think it's from her name, yeah. I think it's named after her. She's it's the smartest be. person ever born, apparently. Yeah, unless it's, it's a big old coincidence. When Let's was see she born? Here. She's got to be about my age, I think. Oh, so Savant syndrome's only been around for that long. It hasn't been very long. Mm -hmm. 50, 60 years, something like that. I don't know. Savant is French for learned. No. So either she has a pseudonym. Or she has a good sense of humor. 
people yeah. or it's like a what does Voss mean with uh oh, she, uh Savant is not her real name yeah there you her go her name is Marilyn Mock M-A-C-H she's married to the guy that Jarvik Yep, Robert Jarvik. Yeah, oh, so she changed her name to Savant. Yes. <coughs> Robert Jarvik, oh, okay. which is a little full of your That's heart. really, yeah. really yeah. cheesy. That's her husband. My new name is Andy wow. Genius. We Andy had a, Genius. You'll have to call me that yes. from now on, please. <laughs> I went to high school, at performance arts high school, my senior year, with a, um, you probably aren't supposed to say the term anymore. What's the people that... They're just like amazing at one thing. Oh, yeah. And they don't really. Yeah, it's a savant. No, but they don't really appear. It's an I word, savant. Yes. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I word. Idiot savant. Yeah, they used to call them idiot savants. I wonder what the polite term for idiot savant is. I know, yeah. What's the PC term for idiot savant? What's a polite term for the N word? What's a polite term for all these words? What are they called? It's called savant syndrome now. Okay. Oh, it is? Anyway, but I went to school with this guy. He did not speak, could not do math. And, like he could, school-wise, could barely get by. Sounds like me. Put him in front of a piano. Oh yeah. Holy cats! Oh yeah. It oh, was absolutely. I mean, we did. They had a, the music program was putting on a showcase, and they had all the dance students come and watch the dry run of the showcase just so the kids could have an audience or whatever and so the dancers went to go watch the music music students and all of us were seriously sitting there slack jawed because we had never he's we've seen this kid we were yeah. in class with him and yep. stuff and why is and he then here he you, just, you see this kid you're not why is this guy here yeah what is going on and i thought it was go. like a oh he's part of a something program for kids with disabilities or something i don't know he goes in front of the piano and we were all just yeah oh yeah that does happen uh Way. And the emotion in his face and oh. the feeling. And this is a guy that just never, I mean, he probably had quite severe autism now looking back at it. Yeah, or he could have yeah. just had the or he could have just syndrome. had savant syndrome. I think he probably did. I don't know, but it was <clears throat> tremendous. My and theory is that <clears throat> what happens is when the brain is forming, so it's like you know everyone's got a piece of the brain that would be responsible for something like playing the piano. Yeah. So it just grows to a certain size and then it stops and it's usually relatively small. Yeah. But with these people, it basically takes over. It goes gets way too big, so the rest of the brain can't grow properly. Oh yeah, that makes so sense. So basically. Yeah. He had like a gigantic, you know, whatever area would be piano responsible area. for being yeah. able to play the piano, but everything else is much smaller. Yeah, I can see that. Which I think would explain. Yeah. Or short-circuited or whatever. There's, or yeah. The other part of that is that um, the thing that stimulates him is playing the piano. And it stimulates yeah. him in a way, it's an emotional in a way that is far beyond what you and I uh, would experience. Right. I mean, I don't know if there's any proof that people with savant syndrome don't just practice this all day, every day. Because if you do something long enough, you're going to become a genius at it. It might take, you know, 15 years, yeah. and you might have but to do it every day for six hours, but people like that probably are. He probably was playing the piano all day at home. Well, that's the thing that I wonder about people with savant syndrome. Yeah, is it something that they just become obsessed with? I'm and guessing, so yes. they just master their that, craft? Or is it something that they just... Naturally, I mean, obviously you have to practice, but naturally just have this incredible gift for learning. Yeah, well, to my point, 
that, that stimulates them. You can't sit there for eight yeah. hours a day and have it be miserable and be <coughs> yes. boring. Right. Oh, so exactly. it's stimulating. Yeah. It stimulates you in ways. Like if you listen to certain certain music, will stimulate you that will not stimulate me. Yes. And when you think about, and some of those things will make you music will make you feel so good that you'll start to cry. You'll be very emotional. Mm-hmm. That same music to me. It would do nothing. Mm-hmm. It'd be monotonous yeah, to exactly. listen to. Yeah. It. Yes. And yeah. that's that's just the way the psyche is, and that's why it's still your head's still a black box because people don't know what's in there. Yeah. No, they don't. I know. It's shocking. How Where's Timmy? Are. I have not seen him. He's on. The hell, lamb mental. He appears wow. to have vanished. Mental. What did they list Marilyn Bossabon's <laughs> IQ as? Is it two twenty nine? I think that's uh, what it was the last time I heard. I anyway. mean, I don't know if it actually is <clears throat> real. Well, I think you're probably right. Over 150, 160, something like that. It's probably hard to measure anyway. So what yes. is the IQ test? Like, what are the different portions of an IQ test? Is oh, it there like, are many different portions. I know, it. but, I mean, break oh, it down for something, me. Oh, there's something, what, there's something you fold stuff. You're supposed to give you a pattern, you fold there's it, like what shape reasoning. does it make. There's, like, spatial reasoning. Yeah, there's, a, right. yeah, there's like, a, it'll, they'll show you, like, two sides of a cube, and then if you flip the cube, then what will it look like? That sort of thing. Um... I don't really remember. The only part of the IQ test I actually remember is he'd show me some pictures and say, uh, write a backstory for this picture. So you just like say, oh, so it's like you know, oh, two okay, people, yeah. you know, it's mm-hmm. like they're talking in a room and you'd be able to be like, oh, well, I guess uh, this guy just came home and they're talking about whatever, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And the more creative and detailed you are, I guess the higher score you would get. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, I'm looking. Verbal comprehension, working memory, perceptual reasoning, processing speed. Sorry, I'm scrolling through a bunch of stuff. And that's what it says. <laughs> you can mess with people when they show you the pictures. Say, oh, these two people, oh, they're in the living room there, and the man's going to kill the other man. Let me show you another picture. Well, oh, look, it's a, a young couple, and they're having dinner. A woman's going to kill a man. actually an alien. <laughs> yeah, you go. turn it into this, like, mm-hmm. fanfic. I'm, this you probably would picture. get a high score if you, you did to that. To a home. Probably. You, I mean, yeah. Yeah, how showed... much can you fudge an IQ test? You know, like, going into it, knowing I have to cater to this specific... You know, technically, they're that. not supposed to be able to be biased. It's supposed to be like, okay, I think the modern ones don't do that kind of because, like, the yeah, because I was gonna say, with writing thing, a story that's, that's very subjective, extremely subjective, I don't think they do that anymore. Yeah, I think it's all on paper. Okay, but, you know, it's um, hilarious about that, though. This is a true story. So, when I was 18 years old, I had to go take my draft physical because I was drafted in the United States Marine Corps, but because I had a hernia, I, I didn't go. Because they said, well, if you sign up for another year, we'll fix your hernia. I'm like, I've got to sign up for a year so you can butcher my pubic bone. I mean, Jesus. That'd be Forget a very it. bad hernia surgery. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Just hack away at service. your pubic bone. He didn't but, fix the hernia at all. And the guy's name was Captain Hate, H-A-I-G-H-T, Captain Hate. If my last name was Hate, I would absolutely join the military to become a captain. Captain or a Commander, a, uh, commander uh, Hate. General, that sort of thing. I have a friend whose kids go to a school with a Mrs. Fear. Yeah, Mrs. Mrs. Fear. <laughs> there you go. So Captain Hate calls me his office. He goes, Bernard, why are you trying to screw us on this test? I said, what are you talking about? He said, I looked at your test results because you took that, like, six-part test. Yeah. That's the ASVAB. <clears throat> ASVAB. Yeah. <clears throat> so he said, why did you tank the mechanical? I said, what are you talking about? 
He goes, you aced five out of the six, and you absolutely miserably failed on mechanical. I said, what, what do you mean mechanical? He goes, like repairing things. I said, I didn't fake it. I know nothing about that I just stuff. am really I literally am it. that stupid when it comes to fixing anything. I don't know how to do it. Yeah. So he, he thought it was he thought I tanked it on purpose just to get out of it, but I didn't. I literally I to, to this day I have no clue what the hell I'm doing. Well, that's like <laughs> I don't know. I'm as much as I'm anti dog park. I'm even more anti test. Testing is testing's it, it is pretty weird. Like Fawn is now taking she takes a math test and a spelling test every week. <coughs> every week like, is not necessary. She takes a math test every Wednesday well, and a spelling test. I think every tests Friday. are necessary, but there's. It should be like twice a year to like gauge uh, yeah, how they're I'm just like, improving. I'm just like, what? And she got a couple wrong on her math test this week, and they were involving the same type of thing. Was it because she didn't show her work? Oh, God, you and your not show Never work. show your work. Okay. Never let them um, know what you're thinking. I know when Fawn was like, oh, I should have got those right, and I'm really, she was upset with herself. And I was like, this means nothing. Yeah. It's, I don't care. It, don't worry about it. Yeah, I didn't care about tests until I was in college, so you got a while. I'm like, try your best and, you know, pay attention and do what you can, but mm-hmm. if you get things wrong in a test, it's not. Maybe that day your brain just wasn't in the right space for so math, did, you know? Interesting. No know. one asked me. Oh, can I see your test scores from uh, college? Yeah, or no, no one cares. Medical exactly. school. You know, that was that was the thing in, in uh, at the University of Utah. They were going. They were going to say we're going to. They, they were going to go. They went to a pass fail system, and they and everybody said, yeah. "Oh, that's great." And they said, "No, I think we're going. We're going to do is we're going to go to an ABC system." And I said, "I know ABC ABC DEF ABC A B C C. You failed. I mean, it was the stupidest thing I've ever mm-hmm. I've ever seen. The ABC." Scale is extremely dumb. Tom here with my good friend, CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Michael, I was out in Maple Grove the other day, saw your new branch that's under construction. It's looking great. Thanks, Tommy. We're very excited to open our new Maple Grove branch in the Arbor Lakes area later this year. Well, the way I do math, that's the sixth North American Banking Company, and you only have five fingers. How'd you get to six? I used my computer. We better not ad-lib. All right, we won't ad-lib. Never mind. People will... Well, you're not that good at it. Oh, yes, that's true. You know, we have locations in Roseville, 50th in France, Hastings, Woodbury, and Shoreview. One thing I like about being a North American Banking Company customer is I can do a lot of my banking online or on your mobile app, but sometimes it helps to go in and talk to one of your friendly bankers in person. Everybody loves when you visit, Tommy. We hope to see you in Maple Grove soon. So why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and equal housing lender. You all have helped build MyPillow into the incredible company it is today and have trusted in Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. Mike's latest incredible deal is on the Giza Dream Sheets, which you've heard me rave about before, that's for sure. These sheets are made from the world's best cotton, Giza. They are ultra soft and breathable, yet extremely durable. Right now, the Giza Dream Sheets at its lowest price ever. These sheets are 60% off, coming in as low as $39.99 with promo code TOM. I think we have our own savant on. We have a savant? Who would the savant be? uh, Tim Voss Savant. (laughs) Well, when you started talking about it, was it Sergeant Hate? Yeah, or Captain Hate. Captain Hate. For some reason, my mind went right back to Stripes and Sergeant Holka. Warren Oates, remember? Oh, yeah, sure. 
Yeah. I, I thought he had more of a, uh, I guess Hulk is kind of a funny name, but I thought he had a name like that, Sergeant Hate. But then you had Francis, but don't call me, call me Psycho. And uh, if any of you touch me, I'll kill you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Get your meat claws into me. I'll kill you. <laughs> what a great, I mean, that to me is still a great movie. And yeah, if, you're, if you you know, I don't catch it that often, but when I do, I stop whatever I'm doing and I watch it because it is so freaking funny. And, and it had one of the most beautiful women, but craziest actors in the world. Uh, Sean Young. Sean Young. Yeah, Sean Young, PJ Souls, uh, and who were? Oh, it was Bill Murray and Harold Ramis were yeah. the buddies in that. Yeah, and they were hitting on those two. Yeah, John Larroquette, John Candy, sad to see some folks. No, Larroquette is still with us, right? Yeah, John Larroquette's still around. Yeah, yeah. John Candy, of course, is not. Uh, Warren Oates is gone. Judge Reinhold was in this, too. Wow. His friend. Some- is Francis still with us? Who played Francis? Francis. You know, he's so obscure that they don't even have a picture for him. Oh, uh, Con- Conrad Dunn is his name. It doesn't even have, it says born in Los Angeles, doesn't even have a birth date for him. So, yeah, apparently Stripes was Fran. Francis was great in that movie. Uh, he was in the movie Chicago, the musical in 2002 as Dr. Uh, last that was the last uh, year he had any active credits. Oh bummer! I hope he's still with us. Yeah, that was a great role. They he convinced people he was a psycho and he got typecast or something, huh? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, it doesn't take much to be typecast. <laughs> I suppose that is true, isn't it? So what is happening? Oh, I, we finished Blackbird last night. Catherine and I finished Blackbird last night. That was one hell of a TV show. Very well written by Dennis Lehane. And you saw the uh, uh, the Creepo and the real Creepo together, side by side? Oh, yeah. That was a real good look right there, baby. Holy Hannah. And uh, what did they... Uh, there was a different name for what he had, the mutton chops. Yeah, that's right. Burnsides. Burnsides. Burnsides, that's what they're called. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Instead, of, he said that it's a misconception that sideburns, they actually were originally called Burnsides, named after the guy that wore them. Oh, really? Yeah. Kind you know, of weird. Well, we had a discussion about it on the morning show this morning, and then I complained about the fact that I cannot grow a beard, but I still have to shave every day. It's not fair. <laughs> not fair. That- I'm being screwed over by the beard thing. You know, I I don't have a problem with it, but my sons do. My two sons cannot get that full beard effect. I can't either. Uncle Tom, right with them. They still look good, um, but they're patchy, so they just shave the patchy parts. Yep. Yep. But I also heard that you um, started Karate uh, Cobra Kai again. Yeah, we started season four of Cobra Kai. I thought the first episode of season four was terrific. Yeah. Oh, man. Wait till you get to five. I mean, I have to say, I, I thought four was great, but five is really up there among my favorite seasons. Really? Oh, man, it's so good. Yeah, because four is really a lot better good. than three. There's no question about that. Yeah. I, you know what I liked about three, though, and, you know, for people who haven't seen it, there are some certain characters who come back from the first couple Karate Kid yeah, movies. Yep. And I love that. I love that. And, uh, you know, spoiler, Elizabeth Shue is one of them. 
Yeah, and Elizabeth Hughes she's great. Such in that. a yep. sweet character, and uh, but yeah, now they introduce characters in four and five from the Karate Kid Part Three, uh, which is a movie a lot of people probably haven't seen, and I think it was a good move because now it kind of gives more meaning to that movie because a lot of people haven't seen that movie. They think it's the weakest of the three. Undoubtedly, it is. You know, the first the first two Karate Kid movies are terrific, especially the first one. But I love the second one where they went over to Japan. And um, this one kind of just gives more depth to the whole idea of what was going on in three. Uh, so you have you met Terry Silver yet? Have they introduced him in season in episode one or not? The guy, the guy, the bad guy. Is that the guy that looks like Christopher Walken? Yeah, he's really tall and he's got a ponytail. Uh, he got, yeah, he's got long blonde hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yep, him. Yep. That's him. Uh, and he is a lot better. It, it's amazing. You give some actors 30 years to hone their craft as long as they stay with it. He's a lot better than he was in that movie. Oh, really? You know? Yeah, yeah. So, and then five also brings another character from Karate Kid Point Three, uh, Part Three. Uh, point three, 3.0, whatever. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, it's I, I zoomed right through all of them. So now I'm saying you, you do the right thing. You and Catherine with with kind of pacing yourself. Yeah, we series. do. We do indeed. Treat them like a network show where you get a new yep. one every week or whatever. Yep. So, yeah. So well, that's what we're doing. Well, I'm glad Big you Sky. got through Blackbird. Yeah, we, we do that with Big Sky, by the way. We watch uh, every every week we uh, have the new episode, and then, then we watch it. We watch it every week, not every day. Mm. Oh, really? You're, oh, you're exercising extreme restraint. Extreme restraint. That's a pretty good show, that Big Sky is a good show. But um, you know, one thing I did not like about season three of Cobra Kai, there was a lot of uh, fighting, like karate fighting among high school people. Mm, and yeah. it was so obviously staged that it was hard to watch. It's like that's not doesn't it didn't flow at all. It was very choppy because these kids didn't know what they were doing. Mm. Yeah, I, yeah. There's that's part of the whole appeal, though. I mean, yeah, no, I agree. Younger, younger karate kids in there. Yep. Along with the old, I think the way they've gone about the show is just really, it's really clever. You know, they get us folks who love those original movies. And then, as a result, the kids that are watching the new generation get interested in the old movies. So, yeah, that's pretty cool. I, I think the way they put the series together is great. Um, you saw, you got through Mayor of Kingstone, correct? Yes. Yep. There is a season two coming. That's what I hear, yeah. And I saw a tweet from, I forget the actor's name. Because he's so damn good. Uh, in production is Jack Reacher, season two. Oh, I love that show. That that guy is terrific. <laughs> he kicks ass. God, is he good. I so, still can't believe they gave that role to Tom Cruise because he's about one-third the size of Jack Reacher. <laughs> he's a tiny guy. <clears throat> you know, I'd kind of like to go back and watch those movies Yes. Just to see how oh, yeah. laughable it is, yep. you know, because you see this new guy. I mean, the show is Reach. Okay, Alan Richson is his name. He He's a monster he is compared huge. to Cruz especially. But uh, just last week, for some reason, that you know, because I, I mean, if I go on YouTube or whatever, those 
you, you could just talk about it and all of a sudden it's going to show up, right? <laughs> and so I must have been talking about Reacher. So clips started showing up and they, I watched the clip where we first meet him when he's going into the diner and some guy comes out bitching out his girlfriend and kind of slams her up against the truck and all this Reacher guy does is he just stands there and looks at him. The guy's, what's your problem? You know, tries to be tough guy with him. Right. And then he kind of just realizes, like, this guy's going to kill me unless I apologize and do whatever. It just his presence is so powerful. You feel it in the scene, but you do really feel it as a viewer, too. So, yeah, yeah, I, I love the show. I, I, I told my wife, I said, we should just watch it again. <laughs> it's just that great. Yeah, you could do that. Yeah, yeah. Let me, let me ask you this. All these series that we've been visiting about have one thing in common. They are really just novellas. They're a copy yes, of the yep. novellas from uh, South America and Mexico. Mm-hmm. Where they're, mm-hmm. they're just a, 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 a soap opera series that ends, you know, with some sort of climactic thing at the end of that season or whatever. Very, they, you know, so they've really copied that and it's become very popular in America. And they're still very popular. Yeah, telenovelas is, um, I think the official name for what you're talking about yeah. Ralph. and um and yeah they're still very popular and a lot of you know actors great actors from uh, mexico uh, i'm trying to think selma hayek that's how she got her start i mean you think about it that that is a great training ground i mean you're talking and they do tons of episodes for telenovelas they sure do yeah i mean but- you're talking 40 60 a season or some crazy amount well it's kind of like soap operas here basically yeah but oh, so, you know, they're every day but soap operas here weekday. don't end no they yeah. don't yeah they never do <laughs> end. some of them That's have been true. going for like what 50 years or something yep. like that nor do they nor do they progress mm, no well you can't progress because if you're progressing towards something that means you're progressing toward an end that's right. So you, you can't do. move because if you move, you're <laughs> you, moving toward the end. You progress toward the void. Exactly. <laughs> well, and I will say again, um, the chief karate bad guy in the Karate Kid Three, because you got Terry Silver who's like a sensei or whatever, and then you have uh, Mike Barnes who is the the badass karate guy that they recruit to beat Ralph Macchio's character. And um, he's largely been acting in soap operas, you know, since that show. And he's a hell of a lot better an actor now. He is such he is so damn good in Cobra Kai season five. So, you know, it doesn't hurt. I mean, people kind of turn their nose up at soap operas or whatever. But, hey, it's it's work, right? I mean, it's daily. It pays well. Yeah, pays well. Yeah. I want you to, I'm not going to turn my nose up at soaps. I want you to do yeah. me a favor. Um, whose show do you appear on on WCCO radio? Uh, Adam and Jordana. Adam and Jordana. Okay. I want you to bring something up because it's true, and you can bring it up on your computer as we speak. Ralph Macho and somebody we know separated at birth. They look almost identical oh. as a matter of fact. I've heard this. Chad Hartman. Chad Hartman looks just like <laughs> Ralph Macho. He does, which is a compliment. He's a handsome guy, you know. So it's not like he's getting ripped, but he does. those two look almost identical. It's hilarious. <laughs> oh, man, that's funny. That is really funny. God. Macho is, uh, I don't know how, ch- how old Chad is, but Macho is 60, 60 61. What? Yeah. 
The guy doesn't age. No, he does not age. You're absolutely right. He doesn't look any older than about 30. Good yeah, plastic surgery just, will do that. Yeah, well, that's true. Yeah. I'm supposed to interview him in a couple of weeks. He's got a book coming out, and the cover of the book, it's like he's, you know, 40. You know, he looks 40. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's true. He doesn't – It's and it, it's a current picture. But, yeah, yeah. No, uh, but, yeah, I'm pretty sure he's 60 wow. at least. Yeah. You got to remember, Karate Kid uh, was 35, 36, 38 years ago. I know, a long time ago. Almost 40 years ago. Oh, yeah, it was yeah, two it years was before I was born. 1984. God, that's mm-hmm. amazing. Unbelievable. 61. Yeah. He'll be 61 in God. a month. Yep. But, yeah, Catherine and I are having a good time watching Cobra Kai, which was kind of cool because I didn't know that Catherine would like Cobra Kai, but I think she likes it more than I do, actually. Well, how did you get into it? I, you know, if I think it was your recommendation. I think really, I wow. believe so. I think wow, so. Yeah, I mean, it is such of a terrific show that really almost came and went without anybody knowing about it. Um, YouTube has uh, had, I should say, a channel where they pr- produced a few original shows. It was called YouTube Red, mm-hmm. and Cobra mm-hmm. Kai season one and two was one of their shows, and. I wanted to watch it. I just never got around to it. All of a sudden, Netflix, when, when, when that YouTube Red went out of business, Netflix smartly picked it up, produced the season three right, right away, and it's a monster hit. It's up there with Stranger Things amongst their most um, watched oh, yeah. shows. Because yep. they, they release, they, don't t- they, they rank their shows in terms of the hours people are watching them, but generally their statistics are... You know, one billion hours watched amongst everybody in the world or whatever, which is a lot when you consider it. Yeah. And, yep. But it, it Cobra Kai season five kicked total ass when it was released. Um, I guess it was at the beginning of September. So, yeah, a little little less than a month ago now. I like it. That's all I have to say to you. Yes, sir. But the movie stuff, man, I'm telling you, it's still slow. Nobody's going to the movies. Now, this week, I'm, I haven't seen it yet. It'll be Wednesday night. A uh, movie called Amsterdam. Oh, yeah. Yep. With Christian Bale, Robert De Niro, uh, quite a few others. Margot Robbie, Rami Malek. So uh, so I think things are going to start to pick up a little bit. Halloween Ends is coming up. Shocktober, baby. Mm-hmm. We're in Shocktober. Shocktober. So seen the, uh, that, that'll be a, a, an Alex and Tommy movie, because I know you two like watching horror movies together. Yep. Have you seen Hocus Pocus 2? I have not yet. Have you? Uh, no, I, we're going to wait till Halloween, I'm sure. I'll watch it you know, at some point in October. It would have been a logical one for me to review last week, but I really wanted to get talk about Blonde. Oh, because yeah. that is one Marilyn that Manson. talk about a movie that's kicking up some. Or, I mean Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> I was like, Not Marilyn, Marilyn Blonde is about Marilyn Manson. No, no. yeah, but no, no, no. Other and um, boy, people, people are pissed because they want to remember the the Marilyn Monroe who was playful and charming and and fake. You know the dress billows up on uh, seven-year itch and all that shit. Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> I forgot. Sorry. Yeah, and whatever. It, whatever works. Um, and then, you know, yeah, you see that, but then you see how pissed off Joe DiMaggio got 
played expertly by Bobby Cannavale, by the way. Oh, he's so, he's terrific. I like him a lot. Oh my God, is he good? Yep. And uh, but it's he not used to seeing him in this kind of role. I mean, he is really one mean sob in this, and this you know brings me to question: Was Joe DiMaggio really like this? Because this is a fictionalized version of the major touchstone or cornerstones in Marilyn Monroe's life. So we got, uh, um, you got DiMaggio, you got Arthur Miller, and that's Adrian Brody. And then I don't, I don't know who the guy is that plays JFK, but far and away, JFK looks the worst in this movie. Good. So it's funny how people aren't, are, are estates going to sue? I mean, what 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 are the what kind of line are you walking here? Because you're saying it's fictionalized, is it okay to to trample on people's memories? I don't know. I don't know if, if what's going to happen here because this is a very very dark look at her life, and the way I've been explaining it to people is okay, it's rooted in real events, but it's largely fictionalized or part fiction take away all the fiction the woman still led a horribly tragic existence. oh yeah oh yeah and how anybody thinks that they're gonna get you know sunshine and lollipops and rainbows out of her life story or what are you thinking i think it's pretty well documented that she had a horrible life so take away all the fiction it's still it, 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 she was used and abused and thrown away by the system. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I and I mean thrown away by the fact that, you know, her death is still suspect, right? Oh, she was murdered. There's no question about it. Right. No so, question. You knew too much? Yeah, too much about the Kennedy family. Mm-hmm. I can promise you that. Uh, and I'm telling you, if not for any other reason, boy, that, that whole Kennedy thing, yep. again, it just gets worse. I shouldn't say worse and worse because she had DiMaggio, that relationship first. So what I was going to say about that was you get the billowing dress, the seven-year itch. Everybody loves it. She's pictured everywhere. And then she gets home, and Joe DiMaggio is so freaking jealous that uh, he takes out all of his anger and frustration on her. Yeah, that's and what that, I understand. And that apparently was the breaking point where she moved on from Joe DiMaggio. Um, so, yes, you do get those moments, those cornerstones of her career. Everybody knows them, but then you get the other side. Uh, it, behind closed doors, Timmy. And so yeah, I got to tell you something. The disappointment. One of the, nah, I suppose it. It kind of was a great disappointment. I get a call from a friend of mine. He was a golf buddy of mine. Um, and he said, "Hey, I want you to come over to the house because I got a surprise for you." This was, I don't know, twenty-five years ago, thirty years ago, something like that. He um, got, got a surprise for you. Come over to the house, and I. I had never been to his house before, so he gave me the uh, address, and I drove over there. And he uh, lived in this massive mansion on on uh, Lake Minnetonka. And I went, whoa, I knew you had a lot of money, but I didn't know you lived in this house. house has since been torn down, by the way, unfortunately. But I got there, and we're sitting around just having a couple of glasses of wine and just having a good time and laughing and all this. And he, he kept looking at the stairway to go upstairs in his house, right? And he just kept glancing over there, and I thought that's kind of weird. And I finally said, "Well, you know, I'm sorry, but I, you know, I got to go. I got to get uh, down to the station or whatever I had to do. I had an appearance or something." <clears throat> I said, "What's your surprise?" He goes, "Oh, well, I can't. I can't really tell you what it is or what it was, 
but I thought it was going to happen, but it didn't happen, and I, I apologize for that. And, and I found out later, a couple of weeks later, that uh, he invited me over to sit down and have a glass of wine because Arthur Miller was staying at his house, and he oh knew I loved Arthur. Oh, my God. Ar- yeah. If Ar- Arthur Miller was supposed to come downstairs, and he never came down, so I, I never got to meet Arthur Miller. Oh, wow. It's a huge disappointment, man. Oh. You know how great that would have been to meet Arthur Miller? Jesus. And he lived for quite a while, didn't he? Did, he did, yeah. He did. Yeah, I think it was probably about, I guess it was probably about 30 years ago, something like that, a long time ago. Maybe not that long, 25, 30 years ago. He, he died what, in 2005 at age 89. Oh, so this, that probably was about only 20 years ago then. That was right around yeah. 2000 probably. Yeah. So luckily for uh, fans of Marilyn Monroe and, and that marriage to Arthur Miller, of all of the, her relationships, that was the guy that treated her yes. the best. Yep, there's no question about it. <clears throat> but, I, you know, again, she was so horribly screwed up from her, for her past trauma yes, that, yep. you know, that, you know, it was a bound to reach a, you know, there was a turning point where, you know, again, I don't want to talk too much about the movie. I, I still think you should see it. It's a two hour and 45 minute movie. Oh God, why do they do it to me? Why? Why? Well, I know, I know. But again, Netflix, put her on pause, baby. Go have dinner. <laughs> That's true. Treat I it, could do treat that. It, treat it like uh, one of the shows you're watching. Although one I of watched the telenovelas. <laughs> I did watch Elvis and that was like two and a half hours or two forty. Yeah, yeah. So you're talking about the same amount of time. Yeah, so I could watch it. This is pretty. This is pretty artsy fartsy, though. They go a lot, oh, you God, know, back and forth between uh, um, blonde is. It go a lot back and forth between black and white and color, and I think it's unnecessarily long at the beginning, um, and so. But it does go into her early childhood, oh, you know, where you, where you start, you know, with her mother, really just yeah. It's it's I, th- I think you should see it. I think it'll be in the awards conversation at least because of Anna Diarmas, who I think is terrific as uh, Marilyn and Norma Jean because you know Norma Jean in a way she even though she legally changed her name to Marilyn Monroe, I mean they were two different personas. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Marilyn Monroe was basically a part she played. Yeah. No, I think that's exactly right. Yeah, so I, yeah, I would see it. I would see it. It's tough to take because there it is NC-17, and I also will tell you that it's obvious uh, in the scene with John F. Kennedy why it was NC-17. Oh, really? Ooh. It is really, really graphic stuff. Could that Kennedy family be any filthier? Oh, what like horrible say, people. There's a lot of people that don't come off too good in this. But I, think <laughs> I suppose that's true, yes. There's, but I think Jim. And I don't think Robert was part of it. I don't think Robert Kennedy was part of this movie. It was just John. And, uh, like, I know him, John. No, no, you know, the, the former president. Right. Uh, uh, I think that that's, that was the extent of the Kennedy stuff. But where mm. they go from the encounter of the two... After that, again, it's John F. Kennedy does not look good in this movie. Well, he was he a horrible human good. being. Well, they kind of alluded to the fact that uh, he liked to be with uh, multiple women. So, yeah. He did indeed. Know. Well, the one great comment I heard from an old politician, because I brought up the fact that John F. Kennedy was a horrible human being, and he said, you know what? 
He looks like a gold star A-plus student next to his dad. <laughs> I guess Joe Kennedy was just a scumbag. Well, there it goes. It goes to show you right there, yep. right? Apple doesn't fall far from the tree. I guess and Joe we Kennedy We see it in horrible. real life all the time. Yeah, that's true. We do. We do. You're sure. absolutely right about that. Yep, yep. With parents that really, I don't know, they're, they, they're paying attention to your actions. Yeah. So. That's why I'm, all my kids swear like drunken sailors. <laughs> Out there in Waverly, Minnesota, that's all we know. It's true. But, hey, you know what? Uh, yeah, no, no, no. Man, we all got to have some sort of, you know, flaw. And mine just happens to be drunk. Look, I grew up on a farm, for Christ's sakes. Yeah, you You're going to drop the F-bomb one or a hundred times a day. You know, you know. It'll happen. What the hell are you going to do? Is there anything coming up that, because I, you know, I, Michelle Mann is a good friend, and she just opened the Adina Theater again, her father and brother, and she uh, reopened the Adina Theater, redid it. Uh, the entire inside of the Adina Theater is kind of a replica of the of The Shining, the movie The Shining, yeah. including the gold room and all the rest of it. But um, I just, I want to go to that movie theater a lot, but the movies are just not good enough. God, well, is there again, anything coming I out? mean, if you want to do the uh, Shocktober with you and Alex, I mean, Halloween oh, ends. Oh, Shocktober, Alex. Hey, and that's, that's um, coming up next week. There's a romantic comedy coming up with uh, George Clooney and Julia Roberts that I'm not really that. Right. Eh, whatever. Right. You know, Amsterdam, I'll find out. I mean, it's got a, a lot of star power. That's this week. So I think things are finally starting to get back into the swing a little bit. I hope so. Um, but then the important movies, the quote-unquote important movies, Ugh. are coming up in November for awards consideration again. So, oh, that's interesting. Uh, it'll be a limited theatrical, but uh, Apple TV Plus did a turnaround, and they are going to release Emancipation with Will Smith. Oh, I saw that yesterday. Yes. That's happening. So maybe they're just figuring, let's just take... Uh, Let's just take the slaps and get it over with. Does it, do, <laughs> you do, know, does he have they're going to take a beating. Yeah. You know, they're going to take. They're, that's all people are going to talk about in relation to that film. Right. And, right. You know, so maybe they figure, you know what? If we waited a year, we're just that's all that people are going to talk about in a year. So they probably figured that let's just get it out there and take the critical, you know, hammering that we're going to get or whatever, mm -hmm. or from fans. I mean, there are a lot of fans that are still very pissed off that he did that. It right. just shattered, well, completely shattered that guy's image. Well, the question, the question is, how much battery are we going to tolerate in these people? Well, again, on the world stage, right, Ralph? I mean, yeah. he well, picked the absolute worst time to do it because there was a time where I remember some guy, some French reporter, tried to kiss him. And Will, he didn't slap him, but he took his, kind of palmed his face and shoved him oh, away. I remember. Nobody that. seemed to make a big deal about that. Oh, yeah. You know? Well, um, well there you go. But, but how much battery are we going to tolerate in these people that we hold up as royalty? I know. You know, public battery. It's not, not something that's private we don't know about or everybody's hush-hush about. No, this is public. You know, how much of that are we going to tolerate as a society? There, it's pretty much it. So all the social media should just go absolutely not. He should have been canceled. He should be gone. I agree. Period. I think in a way, I mean, yeah. I mean, the, the whole thing about canceling, it, it works on a couple different levels. I mean, people like that generally don't care 
people meaning with a lot of money, gobs of money, because they will be set. But the, the thing is with actors uh, or anybody in the public eye, really, they crave that attention. So all of a sudden he's not being seen as that good guy anymore. And it's killing him. I mean, he does this thing where he's groveling. He does an apology video finally, how many months after the deal with with Chris Rock. And then basically everybody said, hey, you're acting. So it almost made it made the situation worse. So, again, I just think Apple TV is they're in a position where, you know what? It doesn't matter when we put this thing out. People are going to turn away anyway. Uh, but um, there, then there are also the, the sycophants that are going to, oh, well, I still support Will and whatever. I think in this case, it's going to be far fewer sycophants than there will be people changing their mind about him again. You know, and the weird thing about it is it's an award season type of movie. <laughs> the guy's banned from the Oscars for the next 10 years. <laughs> you know? Well, there so, you go. So what difference is it going to make, really? And here's the thing. This is where um, the canceling thing has a devastating effect on all the people that worked on that production with him. No matter how great they are, his whole slapping thing, his selfishness, getting up there and cracking somebody in, in the face in the world's biggest stage is going to completely erase all the great work that they did. And that sucks. You know, so whatever. Get it out of the way, I Indeed. guess. You know, maybe, maybe some people will benefit from it. But, God, I don't know. It's going to be about every single headline. It's going to be brought up in every single story about that movie. I still think that was all set up. I really do. Well, you wonder, but still. Well, if it did, it went horribly awry for Will Smith. (laughs) Good. It should, because, look, I I saw it, and I didn't really see much of a reaction from Chris Rock. He reacted a little bit, but if somebody came up and sucker slapped you like that, you'd have a much bigger reaction to that than he did. You would think. There's no well, that was the weird thing. Not so many people thought it was set up. Yep, I definitely did. I thought that was but a set I up I think deal. what the turning point was when he got back to his seat and he was yelling at him and yeah. throwing the F-bomb down and his eyes. You look at that video again and his eyes, it's like, oh, my God, this, is, this guy is not well. He's acting. He's yeah. an actor. He is He's an, an actor. actor. Come on. <laughs> he just told me his apology was an act. This is an act. That whole system out there is is an is, act. It's an it act. Is. It's a scam. It's an act. You You're know? right. All, all right, for the Timmy. almighty dollar. Another another hell of a report is all I have to say. All right. Well, thank you. Sorry I was late. I had some well, no, Hollywood no, stuff I was taking care of that I had to get done. I was, on a, <laughs> I, was, I was taking a meeting with somebody in L.A. I was taking a meeting. Oh, yeah. Go slap somebody and get back <laughs> no, to No, I'm still a crap-kicking farm boy. You just remember that. There you go. Thank you, Teddy. All righty, man. Well, good to talk with everybody. Have a great week. Uh, Tommy, we'll talk on uh, Thursday on the queue. So looking forward to it. Thanks, Tim. All right. See ya. Tommy, do you guys read a lot of poetry on the queue? You mean like, there once was a man from Nantucket? No, more like T.S. Eliot. April is the cruelest month, breeding lilacs out of the dead land, mixing memory and desire, stirring dull roots with spring rain. Dougie, what's wrong? You a little sad? No, other than the weather, nothing's wrong. In fact, in the walls of world, Coon Rapids and Burnsville finished number one and two in the state of Minnesota. J-Lo finally beat Dan Resch. 
Wow, that's pretty cool. Is it okay if I take all the credit? Well, I'd expect nothing less. Actually, we've got great inventory of some great vehicles, and these short-term leases are perfect for people who can't get the brands that they want. You told me about those. You can drive a new Nissan for as little as 18 months, and by then, the chips will be aplenty. That's it, exactly. We hope by then you'll be a Walzer Nissan convert. For great deals from the Minnesota sales leaders, go to Burnsville or Coon Rapids Nissan. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean. Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there, in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know, And that's exactly my my question is, you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Tim Lammers, ladies and gentlemen, let me know when Kristen's ready to go, if you would, Andy. She is. Kristen, how many times have you slapped somebody on stage during the Oscars? Zero. Well, what do you, well, come on. Don't you want to be world-renowned? I do not want to be Will Smith in any way, shape, or form. Good. I think that, I mean, I, I knew the moment that he posted his apology, which was a couple of months after the whole incident, mm -hmm. On his Instagram account, that was the start of his redemption tour. And that opened the floodgates for Apple TV to then release his film. But then it leaves, again, the Academy with that whole dilemma of, well, if this movie's good enough, like, do we nominate him? Do we not nominate him? And it, he's eligible, which is fine. But I think that a lot of people will not nominate him just based off of the antics that happened earlier this year. I still think it was fake. I really do. Oh yeah, it's just I'm seeing the photo of it. That is that it. He may not even touch them. I couldn't agree more. If he, how does it help him though? It doesn't help him. Well, you never they yeah. throw the you know these the, the the publicity engine out there throws this stuff up, it's and gamble. most of the time it works to their advantage, and it's just. It just does everything for the actor. But once to, in a while, it doesn't. It didn't work to anyone's advantage, honestly. The only person it worked in the advantage was Chris Rock because his, his comedy tour sold Yeah, out. he did really well. He did really well. But it certainly, people don't really want to touch Will Smith. I mean, the only reason Apple TV is releasing this is because the other films that they thought were going to be major competitors to his uh, current film um they're not doing that well so they're like oh here's an opening and here's an opportunity for us to get an oscar nomination hmm. but i i don't think i don't think it was a publicity stunt at all i think he just completely lost his mind and blew it hmm. yeah i just don't understand and by the way all chris rock said was he made some comment about her shaved head i mean he didn't know she had alopecia or whatever it is she has why would you get that upset? Because she could have shaved her head for a role. He didn't know. Well, my thought is that 
Will Smith has been putting up a really good act for many, many years. Yeah. And we actually saw the real Will Smith on that stage that night. Probably. The private Will Smith behind closed doors, which to me, the publicity stunt was going on years before. Of yeah. Like, Will Smith is the nicest guy ever. Yeah, I understand he's not a very nice guy. I don't know. I haven't, you know, I haven't encountered him however, and haven't had the opportunity to interview him. But if I did interview him, I know exactly what Will Smith I was going to get if I was doing Independence Day press junket or, you know, I, I know what who would show up. A very different Will Smith showed up on that Oscar stage. That's why I don't think it was a publicity stunt because I'm like, there is not one single benefit out of that except for Chris Rock and why would Chris Rock go in on this it doesn't make sense because they're not even speaking they don't speak at all i have a friend as a matter of fact a couple of years ago well a year and a half two years ago something like that was in los angeles doing something and he had to go to chicago he's a stand-up comedian had to go to chicago and he was talking to will smith and will smith said you know what i'm going to chicago why don't you just you know just hop on my plane and we can go out there together right he just i'm going anyway you may as well hop on my plane uh, he goes, okay, so I just see at LAX. He goes, no, no, I fly out of Van Nuys. He fly, my plane flies out of Van Nuys. He gets there, and it's a very snazzy, very high-ticket uh, jet that they're going to fly on, right? And my friend says to him, once they're on the plane, my friend says to him, boy, this is, uh, this is uh, quite the airplane, man. This is a very fa- fancy airplane. So, so how much does it cost you to rent this airplane? He goes, I don't rent this. This is my jet. And then there was a long pause, and he goes, you're forgetting. I'm Will Smith. Like, oh, oh mm. God. Oh, ish. That's all I have to say. Ish. Gross. I'm Will Smith. Oh, are you? Okay, good. Even if I could buy a private jet, I, I don't think I would. Because it's just so like, expensive to maintain. When, yeah, yeah, extraordinarily. When you get to that point, you get to that point, it doesn't matter. It is, it, is, it, is, it is absolute pocket change. It's just like you you taking a uh, or uh, taking a, a coach ticket on a, a, a plane flight to Europe. It just is that's pocket. It doesn't change our lifestyle in the least bit. How about Kim Kardashian? You see her airplane? No. no. You ever seen that airplane there? Don't spill anything. It's all cream colored. It's all cream colored and it's cashmere seats. Okay, hundred and fifty million dollar jet. Mm-hmm. All of that for having sex with a guy on tape that her mother sold. Um, her entire career has been astroturfed by the... Uh, no doubt. The, I don't know what you'd call it, Hollywood complex. It's all fake. It is all fake. Her success was right. ordained by people who made a lot of money off of it. Yep, that's exactly what happened. It's a Gulfstream G650 ER. Wow. $150 million? The latest Gulfstream. Let's see. The la- oh, that's the latest call. Uh, no, those no? only cost. Well, only cost sixty-one million. Well, that's that. The, but that's that's the raw skeleton airplane. Then yeah. you then you have to add avionics. Then you have to finish the interior. So yep. the interior was an additional fifty million or whatever. Hundred and sixty, hundred fifty million dollar airplane. It seems just very unnecessary. And it's interesting how no one is uh, upset about that kind of thing. Everyone's oh. like, oh, uh, the, the rich are trying to control us, eat the rich, et cetera, et cetera. But no one's ever mad about that. No one's ever mad about athletes who make $70 million a year. And then act like complete idiots. Mm-hmm. I blame Kristen Burt. That's who I blame. Good 
completely my fault. <laughs> it's completely. So, Kristen, what's the latest? Any? We were talking to Timmy Lammers about movies, and they're just. We got to get some decent movies coming out, Kristen. What is going on? We watched Dog. Is Dog good? I heard it was good. It wasn't I, bad. Yeah, I mean, did you enjoy? It? I don't really. I have got to be honest, like, because I cover mostly TV. I don't really watch movies anymore. No, I don't um, either. There's, yeah, I don't go to the theater unless I'm invited to a screening, and that's, I mean, I'm going to one tomorrow night, but, it, you know, it's a series of shorts, and it's it's one of those. That I used to go to the movies at least once a week, and the last three years, it has completely changed. Yeah, they're just, the movies are, are aimed at morons now. I just don't get and it. A lot of them are, yes. Jesus, it's everything. Well, that... I, I think it's so interesting. I don't know if you guys, I didn't hear the segment, unfortunately, but I, didn't, I don't know if you guys talked about Billy Eichner and Bros., um, and just how that all played out over the last um, weekend at the box office. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you, you can get into the semantics of like how the studio marketed the, the rom-com. But I think also you just have to look at the generic category of romantic comedies and comedies in general. They just don't have a life at the box office. No. Anymore. They're just better to go straight to streaming. Yeah, and, yeah. Not, it's like something that you're like, anymore. Oh, I just want to watch that in my living room. Yeah, for it's like yeah. Why go to the theater to watch something like that? Yeah, doesn't I feel make like, any sense. Yeah, theater movies need to be the big like. Oh, you gotta yeah. see it in the theater. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Sweeping cinematography, mm-hmm. yeah. um, something that has big sound to it that you want that like Dolby Atmos, you know, sound. Mm-hmm. Right, uh, right. Fun, like take your kids to the movie and see a fun like Pixar movie on the big screen. Like mm-hmm. that can be a fun experience. But Christmas everything movies, else, yeah. I'm not interested. I, like I feel the like the idea all- of a rom com. That has a whole bunch of like drone shots and uh, you know like deep bass thumps during the conversation just yeah. to make it worth the going to the theater. Why not? <laughs> these two people are just sitting at a cafe talking, and you're looking at them from 500 feet above, like a Lord of the Rings shot. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I thought you were talking about bros and the deep thumps. I was. Yeah, I, those very, are different uh, deep thumps. I'm very uncomfortable oh, okay. there, just well, for a second. Uh, what I understand way. about bros is that it was so pandering and shallow. That, I mean, it was technically marketed for gay men, but a lot of gay men saw it and they were like, "This is kind of insulting because this is oh, like really? it makes us look horrible." I'm this. That's my homework for this weekend. I have to watch the movie Bros, mm-hmm. and I need to bring back my opinions. Well, is it only in theaters, or can you? I don't it's only know. in theaters, oh, and okay. I think that was the mistake we'll start yes. off with yes. with the studio. And yes. I also think, and this is really something interesting because I love romantic comedies. I don't care who it's geared toward. I just like the genre itself. Mm-hmm. And the studio marketed at like, hey, we have a full LGBTQ cast doing a gay romantic comedy. And for some people, that's just going to shut down their brains and they're not going to go whatsoever. Instead of just saying, it's a romantic comedy, it's for everyone, come and watch it. And I think that that's maybe the mistake because the studios want to pat themselves on the back for having the diversity because representation does matter. However, if you really think that it's a romantic comedy for everyone, you should just say we have a really fun, hilarious romantic comedy with Billy Eichner. Come out and see it. Do you think Billy Eichner made a huge mistake when he started bitching about straight people not supporting him? And he's no, that's it's just their a new fault. thing. That's every time I, a movie fails, it's because the audience was wrong. Yeah. I just I think that because he wrote and he produced and he starred in this, you know when you've had a passion project mm-hmm. and you've worked mm-hmm. on it and you really believe in it and then nobody shows up or people aren't interested or you didn't get the reaction that you were hoping for? I just think he's hurt, <laughs> honestly. And that was his feelings coming out on Twitter. Well, um, we all go through that. 
We've all been through that. So yeah. I think that that's where he was. And, and But it got him a lot of headlines. And I think in 45 days, when this movie moves to streaming, I think it's going to find its audience. You think so? I do. It, it got really good reviews from critics. And the word of mouth was, was pretty decent. So. But he's such a dink. That's the problem. <laughs> he's not a nice person. I don't think he's probably all that nice, but I do. Some of his Billy on the street segments do make me laugh. Oh, do they? Yeah, those are fun. Yeah. He's very catty. Some of the and, New Yorkers yes. that come back at him with their fabulous New York attitude is amazing. It's oh, really? Well, see, I'd like that actually. I don't I've not even seen know who that. he is. He was a probably street reporter not. of on. I can't remember what was he on. What? How did he start it's his career? He was a street reporter somewhere. I know him from Billy on the Street, so I know yes. him coming out of like oh. all of his YouTube segments. Right. Yes. That's how I know him. I mean, he's been also acting. He does a lot of the Ryan Murphy movies and anthologies and TV shows. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, he was he's Timon a... in The Lion King, the, sec- the remake. Oh, yeah, he was Timon, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, but he's just a very catty, clapback gay guy mm. that's yeah. just loud and kind of shrieky. Oh, is he? Okay. And yells at people. But about is what? funny about it, kind of like he's mean in a funny way, you know that type of thing. I feel like mean that kind of personality is very like it's, late nineties. Yeah, I, I don't know. know. That's how I would describe it. Maybe I'm wrong. I just I am getting really worn out from oh it's your fault, it's a straight guy's fault, it's mm-hmm. white men suck, and it's I'm getting really tired of that. We're not supposed to be judging one another, but that's all they do now is judge. The more you talk about not judging someone, the more people judge someone. It's just we have the exact exact reaction to things we should not have. Well, I think it's like a don't think of pink elephants kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. It's like when all people ever think about is prejudice and racism right. and that sort of thing. It consumes them, you know, stare into the void long enough, that sort of thing. Yeah, I suppose. I don't know. It's really, it's really unfortunate. Can't we all just get along? That's I what, don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I had a stressful week because my my dad had to evacuate with the, the oh, hurricane. Geez. Oh, in Florida. Oh yeah. Yeah. What's my the guy from Massachusetts doing on the west coast of Florida? Oh my goodness! You know, my you know what's interesting is my dad and his wife relocated last year. They were in Naples um, when they moved from Boston down to Florida, and then they relocated last year. They're on one of the barrier islands. Oh. Um, oh however, yeah. um, they were on one of the barrier islands closer to the Tampa Bay area. Oh, that's uh, good. That's they're in good. Longboat Key. Oh, that's a beautiful island. Yeah, they did evacuate and were fine, of course. But um, you know, had it just gone in its intended path they would probably not have a house yeah i had a couple i have a couple well more than a couple i have several friends that lost their house yeah absolutely got just absolutely leveled it's yeah it's devastating to watch and my dad just got back to his house yesterday they do have power and water uh, finally got turned on the bridge was opened up and um, he doesn't have cell phone service, but they they are safe. So that was that was a crazy situation. And all, my whole family's in Florida. My mom's over on the East Coast in Jensen Beach, and my brother's in Miami. So it's a lot. That is a lot. But you get that means you get to go there quite a bit. So that's good. Yeah, I'll be there in January. So get, I'll get to hit. Where all are you going to be in parts. January? I'm going to be in Jensen Beach, Orlando. Uh, my brother will probably come up to visit me at my mom's house, and then I'll see my dad in Longboat Key. So you're not going to even come down to see your brother in Miami? Um, he'll probably come up to see me. We're most of our, our I think our main base is going to wind up being Orlando because we'll be there for a wedding. 
Yeah, but how about Uncle Tom and Aunt Catherine? What about that? <laughs> that would be nice. I can probably work that in. <laughs> we could go to dinner over at, uh, where, where should we take her to dinner, Andy and Alex? In West Palm Beach or yeah. in Orlando? West Palm Beach. Okay, because I know nothing about Orlando except for that's where Disney World is. Take her to the Breakers, maybe. Oh, yeah. Uh, that'd be pretty good. Take her to that bakery that has the focaccia. Oh, yeah. Take her to Louis. Oh, yes. Louis is awfully good. There, oh, yeah. But yeah. they do yeah, have that place is great, the best breakfast of all time. They do. Indeed. Yeah, you got to come down, sister. That's only a two-hour drive. It's not that. Well, plus, the fact, well, now you can't take the Bright Line yet. It's not. It hasn't connected in Orlando yet. Yeah. What is it? What has it been like? Six years? It takes forever. But it, the COVID thing held it up. Oh yeah, COVID oh, made it true, just completely yeah. stop. Well, speaking speaking of trains and train construction, well, how long is it going to take to build the train from Victorville to Vegas? <laughs> yeah, because that's <laughs> or, same, or how the about the high speed train from San Francisco to Los Angeles? Yeah. Oh dear. That's both uh, Brightline, isn't it? Um, they're calling it. They called it like the. The high-speed train is what yeah. they've just called it, but, but I don't know if it's right. Well, it's Richard Branson. Yeah, the, the one that Vegas, I think, has been is green light. I think the money's there. It's done. It's that it, there should be on their way. Yeah, but they always find out that they under-budgeted by, like, $50 million. <laughs> but it's all private. That's it's all for they, these guys. Guy, these are the kind of guys that got enough money to oh, make it okay. happen. Yeah, if it's private, then it might actually happen. Yeah. And we are back with Stretch's picks. You know, Tom, uh, there's a lot of analysis that goes into these picks. Yeah. And uh, I highly recommend betting, of course. I always recommend betting. Yeah, absolutely. So who's winning this thing? The kitties, the pack, the bears, or the purple? None of the above. Those are all the teams in the division. I know that. Well, who's your pick? I'm going with Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. What? It's not a football team. I know, but it's a hell of an HVAC company. They do the most thorough system tune-up in the industry. Sabre is one of the largest Bryant dealers in the state, which means you save. Yep, I'm going with Sabre, Sabre and Bryant, doing whatever it takes to keep you comfortable. It's also the smartest time to call and schedule your furnace tune-up with Sabre. Get the most thorough tune-up in the industry from the people who keep my home comfortable. Oh, uh, one more thing, Tom. What's that? Visit SabreHeating.com. Tom here for Shift Real Estate. Last year, about this time when we were making plans for Key West, I met the folks from Shift Real Estate. And when I heard the shift story, it made sense to me. It made sense to my kids, and it makes sense to pretty much everybody that's heard about them. Shift Real Estate saves home sellers thousands of dollars on real estate fees. How do they do it? Shift lists for a flat fee of $5,000. You work with a full-time salaried agent. They take professional photos and videos of your home, list it on the MLS, and market your home online, all for a $5,000 flat fee. Call Shift Real Estate and tell them about your home. Tell them that you heard me talking about it, and they will tell you how you can save $10,000 or more when you list with Shift. It's the common sense way to sell your home. Visit Shift2Sell.com. That's Shift, the number two, Sell.com. Because life is expensive enough. I still, that's a, one of the great stories of gaining wealth in life. Do you know how Richard Branson first made a lot of money? No. I don't. He bought the rights to the theme from The Exorcist, and it made him millions and millions wow. of dollars. Wow. Clever. And what is the th- I don't even know the theme from The Exorcist. That's Halloween. Well, that, yeah, it's true. They're very, they're, they're very alike. That's true. Play it, Andy. 
We should, you know, it's a theme from the Exorcist. He bought the go. theme. And that, and he. I don't know the theme wow. from the Exorcist. If I think about it, like off the top of my head. Wow. Let's see, yeah, he well, he owns it, and he made a ton of. Oh, it's it's called Tubular Bells. Wait, oh, Tubular Bells is the theme from The Exorcist. Yeah. Really? Well, look it up. Tubular Bell. Let's see here. Tubular. Yeah, I know that song. It's a hundred thousand years long. It is a hundred thousand. It is. Let's see. Forty-eight minutes long. Oh my God. What's forty-eight minutes long? Tubular Bells. Is it really? Yep. What's so. The- is it the theme from The Exorcist? It might be difficult to find the part that's in The Exorcist. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, let's see. Uh, part one, Tubular Bells part one, yep. a.k.a. the first half. There you go. Was the first in The Exorcist. Yep. And he oh. bought the rights to it. Wow. And made millions well, of dollars. Well, it's kind of like, you know, like the Jaws theme. It, right. It's not a theme song, but the song that everybody knows from Jaws. Right. Yeah, it's like, yeah, who knows the Jaws theme? I don't think anyone does. Yeah. It's one of those things. Yes. It's one of the great stories. Yeah. No, now, I understand Richard Branson's a very nice man. That's what I hear anyway. Yes, I've heard good things. I've the, never the met him. The gal that owns Spanx is good friends with Richard Branson. Oh, is that right? And they both seem like such great Just people, nice people that are oh, that's wildly rich. Sarah Blakely. Sarah Blakely, there you go. She's very good. nice, too. We got it all figured out over here. I'm telling you, Kristen, it's all figured out. That's all I'm saying. Everything? You, 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 Everything. The secret to life you figured out? I was trying to figure where we could meet in the middle, you and Orlando and us from West Palm Beach. We'll have a car. So well, then she's I going to the Keys. We go to the, she she's not going to the Keys. She said that she was I'm going to Longboat Key. Longboat Key. Longboat Key is on the, on the on West the Coast. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's yeah. By kind of, what is it, just north of Sarasota? Is that where it is? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I believe, because, yeah, matter of fact, my very first uh, vice president of, of uh, at the time, Disney Productions, was uh, he lived on Longboat Key. The, that's when they owned KQRS. That's when I was happy in radio. I tell uh, you what. How, long ago? how many long decades ago. ago was that? That was 36 years ago. It was before I was so, born? It was before Andy was born, exactly. Well, okay, I remember what you were. years ago, the last time you were happy in radio. Do you remember? Well, I, I'd love uh, to know. Do you, do you know when that key shift was where you were like, oh Yes, my I God. do. It was the day Cumulus bought us. It shifted tremendously that what, very day. What was that, day. like 15 years ago or something? I think it's nine years ago now. Only nine? Wait, yeah. who was the previous owner? There was Disney. Yeah, yeah we were all. And yeah. then it, for a short time, it was Fareed. Oh, oh, that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Fareed owned it for just a couple of years. Uh-huh. And then Cumulus bought it and destroyed KQRS. <laughs> well, there you go. Well, they did. Well, I'm there sorry. it is. They can lie all they want. Well, they love blaming me. Well, you know, Tom. Yeah, it's my fault. For 32 years, it was great. Now you made it horrible. Mm. But such is life. Such. That's is. what stupidity and alcohol will do to you. Okay. Moving yeah, forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Moving forward. What are they going to do? Beat me up? <laughs> Maybe. It could be. But yeah, it's um it's just unfortunate. It is as well. Well, first of all, like I said, it's just it's a different business now anyway. Yes, but, it is. But I'm telling you what, honest to God, working for um um uh, Bob Iger and Disney was a dream uh, it was a dream world working for Bob Iger. And Don Zimmerman, who was the president of the company, every time I went out to the uh Oh, I get it. this is a very quick story, but because we used to have our convention every year in Palm Springs, okay, and I can't remember the hotel we stayed. At. It was a beautiful, beautiful hotel, and Disney, you know, picked up the tab for it, and Bob Iger would come out once in a while and 
very, very pleasant guy. But Don Zimmerman was there every year, and he and I would have dinner every year when we went to the Disney convention. All of a sudden, we, we're sitting at dinner, and we hear this hubbub in the, uh, in the lobby. And we go out there, and one of the reps for Capitol Records <clears throat> fell down the staircase. It was this huge, huge, about 20-step uh, staircase, and he fell down and left a trail of cocaine all the oh. way down the staircase. Oh. <laughs> all of a sudden, it was... Bah, ah, ah. If anybody in this company has any illegal drugs, you better get rid of them right now because they're going to check everybody's room. Mm. I went for a walk around the the complex. You should have seen the bags of coke laying around the outside of that hotel. It was like, honest to God, really? Yeah, that's how it was back then. Everyone was on coke. There were bags and bags of cocaine just in the bushes, in the trees. It was unbelievable. I did not do cocaine, so I didn't have to worry about it. You wouldn't do. What well was it like living in the no. cocaine no. era, though? I mean, like every party, like there, you, there's just like a mountain of coke. Was yeah. it really like that? Oh God, yeah, absolutely, it was. You'd go to parties, and there'd be a little, a little, uh, a little mountain, as you said, of cocaine, just in the middle of the room, and everybody'd go over and do that, and they'd go, "Tom, you can." But, but as Andy and Alex just pointed out, I wouldn't do well on cocaine. No. No, I would not, not do well either. I would be. I, I mean, I can barely handle caffeine. I was gonna say I don't do well on two sips of drip yeah. coffee. So, yeah. <laughs> I'd start hyperventilating. Have a heart it would be bad. I would start hyperventilating and be wonderful. Yeah. But yeah, he was a great guy to work for. Disney was wonderful to work for. I got an argument with Michael Eisner once, though. He didn't. He was. He didn't like that too much. But he he found out that I gave uh, the Lion King a bad review. Why? Because it sucked. Oh, the play, what? the play was terrible. Oh, the play was terrible. It was terrible. Oh, the, well, the play was really well, it was, cheesy as hell. No, it was. It was. It okay, was. Kristen, oh. I feel like you're going to be on my side oh, with this, right? Man. Oh, so- I know. You start. I'll, I'll finish. It was. <laughs> it changed Broadway for the worst. It was revolutionary with for the, the banners. Worst. Oh my God! You guys suck. Oh, with so the banners, I, I, it made no sense. It was it just people walking around well, with banners. No, okay. No, so they could have the dressed them that... all up as puppets. Like they could have all been very puppeteery. Puppeteery. Not, I mean, it was. Well, they were puppeteery. But it was the way that they this, did. It was like kabuki almost. I was the almost. original cast. I saw the original Broadway cast in New York, and I will tell you that. Seeing everyone sort of like walk through for that circle of life moment. I'm sorry I'm spoiling it for anyone who hasn't seen the show, but started murmuring and talking and chatting. And I, I literally, I've seen a million Broadway shows in my life. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. Like audibly out loud. It just was an experience that we had never seen before. Now, if we'd done that in 2022, I don't think it, it would feel revolutionary. But back in the right. was it, 90. 96, 95, 94. I don't know what year it was, but yeah. uh, it was completely revolutionary. Julie Taymor changed the face of theater with that. Yeah. Lion King play was 97. God, 25 yeah, years ago already? Yeah, that sounds uh, yeah. about right. Yeah. Oh, my God. I saw, I saw Frozen with Fawn and Sage and my mom a couple years ago, and they did something very similar with Olaf. Oh, yeah. Where he was... It was a guy standing behind him, and he was a puppet in front of him, mm-hmm. but it was, and the guy was dressed 
You know, he wasn't in like, no, he wasn't in all black. He had an Olaf-ish outfit on. Like, he had a white hat with a brown or a orange pom-pom on the top. And then he had like a little white glittery. He's like like, the spirit of Olaf. Kind of. Animating the body. But it was, I was like, this is very, I'm getting Lion King vibes Mm. from this because of, because the Lion King did that. Now things and like that can yeah. happen. It's probably revolutionary, right? It yes. probably felt like, okay, I've seen this. Exactly. But it, think... was, but it was the best way to do Olaf in a Broadway <clears throat> situation. Because if somebody would have come out in a Broadway, or I mean in an Olaf costume, like a mascot type big, thing, yeah. it would have been too big and kind yeah, of dumb. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. It, so this, this, this clearly is going to lead to minions on Broadway. Oh, no. Can you even imagine? Dear God. Kids would lose their minds. um, Oh, my gosh. uh, Christmas Vacation. Really? On Broadway? Broadway, yeah. Really? See, I think they should just stop making plays. No. No more plays. What did I just see? Well, like, I just saw Moulin Rouge on Broadway, which is fairly new. Incredible. The best. You three would hate it. But... It was. I loved it so when much. Did you see that on Broadway? Not on Broadway. You saw I didn't it see Broadway. it on Broadway. I saw it. I saw, saw it the Broadway? Broadway play. There we go. Mm, you know how long, it, long it's been since cool. I've been in, in New York. Fourteen years. I didn't even realize it's been that long. You came when I was in college. When, but that was two thousand nine, wasn't it? That's probably about the summer of two thousand eleven. Oh, two thousand eleven. No, eleven years. Either the, to, either the no, either the two, summer of 2010 or 2011. I don't remember. Ten or eleven years. It's still or yeah. eleven or twelve. Yeah, eleven. Or yeah, 12 and the last years. time I went, I went to introduce Dan to Michael, and Dan and I have been together for ten years. There you go. Yeah, and I will never set foot in that city. What New York? Yep. I'm him. never going back and tell you could tell them this, Kristen Burt. I'm never coming back to New York until they reopen the Carnegie Deli. Oh, That's yeah, just how you. it is. Yes. Yeah. Just how if they shut it down, I'm pissed off at them to this day. I'm it's, not happy. You know, it's so sad these landmarks. You know, I, I, yesterday, um, someone emailed me. I'm trying to set up a, a business meeting with someone, and they're like, "Let's meet at Jerry's Deli," which here in Los Angeles has been an institution, but right. it closed during the pandemic. Oh, and I thought, oh, all of these like classic delis that everyone loved are gone. They just didn't survive. Yep. Is it because the food tends to be very fatty and delicious? <laughs> they had the best grilled cheese and french fries and, and the best matzo ball soup and when oh, i wasn't yeah. feeling well whether it was my husband or i we would both the jerry's deli wasn't that far from us we would go and get jerry's deli like the matzo ball soup or the chicken soup or some days when i just needed a comfort meal i would just like go up to the takeout counter and be like i'm gonna get grilled cheese and fries and then they would have this pumpkin cheesecake in the fall oh my gosh <laughs> that, that's right. yeah, yeah. jerry's in the valley right this the one we had one in Encino, and then okay. the, there was one in Studio City right, um, right. that was open twenty four seven, which was a great like after you've had a cocktail or two, you head over there for a meal. That's gone. Uh, all of them are gone. Uh, you know, there was one in Woodland Hills. There was one over by Cedar Sinai. All gone. All what's, gone. They're all gone. gone. What's the big deli in Boston again? I can't remember. I don't know. Yeah, there's a big-time deli in Boston, but I can't remember what the hell it is. Big-time deli. You know who I like in Boston, that Boston area? The Lebanese uh, neighborhood. Those Lebanese people that live in that live in Boston, I love them. They're very nice people. Boston has some really good neighborhoods. Yeah, I mean, they do. Yeah, Boston does. Than, yeah, I mean, does. 
delicious Greek food you can find in Boston. Yep. Oh, we had so much fun at Martha's Vineyard. It was just, oh, my God, it was wonderful. Then, of course, I got all those immigrants off the jet, and then I went home. Yep. Unloaded them. Unloaded them. Yeah, absolutely. I hope. I think it's just hilarious, though, that people actually thought, boy, it's kind of a coincidence you left Martha's Vineyard, and about two hours later the plane landed. It's like I set it up and then escaped. Hey, yeah. you, you have so much to do with immigration. Oh, yeah, I do, don't I? It's, it's really unbelievable. There's a lot of poll in Texas. I'm just shocked at the cost of that. What was oh, it, like yeah. $12 million or something? It was a lot of that, money. I was like, Whoa. what a waste of money for a political theater. Well, but they I, waste uh, a lot more money for a political theater. How many? How much is the average campaign? Oh, Like God. $100 million at this point? It's a lot of money. A lot political of waste. theater drives me nuts. I know yep. it is so irritating. It, it, it doesn't benefit any. It benefits no. nobody nope. except for the politicians who want the headlines. That's so. true. And You're the people who work right. on their campaigns, God, those people must make a lot of money. They do well. There's no yeah. question. Kristen, who's better than you? That's what I want to know. <laughs> My husband would probably be like, "Ah, oh, she's a pain in the butt." <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's a possibility. We will talk that's to you true. next week. Yes, sounds good. Thanks a lot. Kristen Burt, ladies and gentlemen. Any closing arguments, Ralph? Boy, I just wonder how theaters are going to stay alive if they're, on, if they're only going to have blockbusters, you know, one, know. two, or three times a year. I, I cannot stand these childish superhero movies. Any, I can't do it. Yeah. And I, and I can't, and the other I can't stand are the movies or the shows or the series which are based on adult uh, mo- adult casted stories that are interjecting children it's a, the, the lord of the rings is doing this that um obi-wan is doing that trying to inject children oh, into these right. stories yeah. Yeah. and it's just not a, it, it it's this plot and the the whole idea of this is not a child's thing it's it's a bizarre and that's what happened when they first made those first three star wars movies they were god awful because yeah, they were trying they were. to inject yeah. children back in oh yeah anakin Yep. Yeah. Well, in the first movie, at least. The first movie was all about young Anakin. Yeah, I don't think there were really any children in two or three, but yeah. Episode one was uh, not great. Yeah, but that, that, those are some changes. It's just bizarre. Stop. We're, we're changing times, I'll tell you. Changing times. times That's true. Changing. All right, we'll talk to you tomorrow with the family.